recorded live in the Phantasmo Lounge high atop the Don LaFontaine building in beautiful Midtown Portsmouth, Virginia. It's Phantasmo After Dark with your host, Rob Floyd, and co-host, Phyllis Floyd. Tonight's topic, movie trailers. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the old podcast. Hey there, Phyllis. Hey, Rob. Tonight's topic, we're not, usually we talk about one movie. Tonight we're going to talk about a lot of movies. <laughs> a lot of movies. Trailers. Yeah, a subject that is near and dear to my heart. I love movie trailers, especially old movie trailers. And we're going to talk about a lot of different kinds of movie trailers tonight. Indeed. And matter of fact, why don't we just run a bunch of trailers and we'll just come back at the end and, and recap, okay? Okay, see you And later. edit in. Bye. Okay, no, we're gonna. <laughs> we will. There will be a lot of clips of trailers throughout, or bits of trailers, just to give some examples. But you know, there's so many different kinds of movie trailers, and they've changed over the years a lot. And I think that's kind of what we're going to talk about, mainly, anyway. I think so. We'll see where it goes. We'll we'll just start talking yeah. and see what happens. <laughs> but I, you know, like I said. At first there, I love, 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 love movie trailers. And you know, I've got, uh, what? Many, many compilation discs of trailers. Half a dozen, dozen discs of trailer compilations. Yeah. Well, what are a few of your favorite compilation discs? Like, I know you like Mad Ron. Oh, well, Mad Ron's Previews from Hell is one of my all-time favorites. And you've actually done a podcast just on Mad Ron. Did a whole podcast on just that. And go back and check that one out. And if you get a chance to see it or buy it yourself, get it. Um, that one's a lot of fun. A nice little wraparound sequence, and lots of lots of cool trailers on that. You know, grindhouse horror movies and such. Yeah, that one's not just trailers. That one actually has, like you said, wraparound sequences. Yeah, it's and ha- almost like you know, Mad Rock, like a horror host, like a horror type host, show, yeah. except it's just trailers that they're doing. Right. But the wraparound is amazing with uh, this guy uh, Nick Paolo and his ventriloquist dummy zombie Happy, and they're in an old movie theater. And they run trailers, and it's, it's, there's more to the, the setup than that, but they they run trailers, and they come back and talk a little bit, and they run trailers, and they come back and talk, and it's really just a lot of fun. Right. Another one that I love, 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 is the Something Weird sampler. Right, and now that's not set up that way. That's no, just that's just trailer, trailer, trailer. You click play, and you got like three hours worth of Something Weird video trailers, and it's glorious beyond measure <laughs> that is that is often our background for many a party oh yeah yeah you have people over you know have some food just sitting around chit chat and throw that on in the background it's gold <laughs> uh there's a few others that are pretty good though there's one with a, that has sequences you know setup sequences in between and i forget what it's called all zombie movies i saw it on one of the roku channels okay but it has they filmed like little mini films of like just a zombie a girl wandering in somewhere and a zombie chasing her down the street or into the water or somewhere, and then it's trailers. It's really, it's bizarre. Hmm. One's out on a beach, I think, and it's just zombie movie trailers Okay, with that with these little setups in between. Another one that I saw, and I think you, you, I don't know if you watch this with me, I think you might have, again, on one of the Roku uh, monster, you know, horror movie channels, and I wish I could remember the name of this one too. I should have looked that up ahead of time. I will post the trailer for this trailer (laughs) (laughs) compilation, but it's these two guys who are going to go to a, it's really super low budget. 
and these two weird guys get ready to go to the movie theater to see a movie marathon or mm-hmm. something like that. And one of them is a very young, young, young Steve Buscemi. I do remember this one, yeah. And it's just wacky hijinks and them getting to the theater and then it runs trailers and then they come. there's little bits of them in between some of the trailers. And right. All. And that one's a lot of fun. There's tons of others out there. I mean, you know, Grandpa Munster did one. Zachary mm-hmm. did one. Cameron Mitchell even did one in the 80s. With, I think, Michelle Bauer, and he mm-hmm. plays, like, it, the setup is he's, like, a video store owner, and she's a vampire-like creature, and they come in, comes in, and I don't know, something about wanting to see the movies, and then they run trailers and all. Really bizarre, but I do remember seeing that one way, 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 way back. So there is there is a mutual love of trailers out there, apparently, because oh, yeah. many people have done trailer compilations. Oh, yeah, and those are a lot of fun. I mean, you can click on YouTube and just type in horror trailers, or... 70s hard trailers or 1940s hard trailers and you'll get tons 10 minutes or two hours worth of trailers uh, but these trailer compilation tapes are really cool because like I said some of them have setups and wraparounds with hosts more mm-hmm. or less and those make it kind of fun you yeah. know Vincent Price even did one right you know so there, I mean there's tons of them out there but the trailers themselves are what we're really going to talk about yeah well, and I know ha- when you decided that you wanted to do this one, I was curious. Well, as we started watching them, I got curious when things changed and how they changed and progressed and yeah, et cetera. And then I wondered, you know, well, what was the first trailer? So I went and looked that up. And the first trailer that there's apparently credited anywhere is 1912 or 1913. There was wow. a trailer. But it wasn't for a movie. It was a trailer shown in a theater. It was for a Broadway musical that was coming up. So that was the first trailer. That's kind of wild. I didn't document did what you, the Broadway you, musical was for. Yeah, did you find out what the first actual movie trailer was for a movie? Did that Was that in the article? I didn't do extensive research on yeah. all of the trailers. But the documentation I could find mm-hmm. said that after that first trailer for the Broadway play, it inspired them to do trailers for the upcoming serials. Oh, yeah. Okay. So they did, you know, they had movie serials. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they were doing trailers for those. So I guess that's technically the first movie trailers because yeah. they, were, they were in the theaters. You know, that'd be a, a good podcast to do, the, old, the superhero serials and yeah, stuff. That'd be kind be. of fun. Yeah. So technically, I guess those would be the first. Yeah. You know, but you could see the one that we just watched a handful of them earlier this afternoon. Mm-hmm. But we've seen tons of trailers over the years. Oh, yeah. But watching just those few we did this afternoon, you can see the progression of how trailers changed in the way they presented the film to the audiences. Oh, yeah. The earliest ones for starting it, well, in 31, you know, Dracula and Frankenstein. Yeah. And then the 40s and the monster movies were more like a, like a carnival barker. Yeah. Talking selling the the idea of what trying to get the audience to come into the tent yeah you know? lots lots of adjectives yeah and there was no real narration no but it was flashing across the screen like the most chilling scenes you've ever seen right you know it'll startle you to the bone right. you know must see film thrills chills and this graphic font flashing across the screen in between scenes and clips from the movie right and not really giving a whole lot away, but just enough to get you interested in what's next kind of thing. You yeah, know? yeah. And that went on for a long time in genre trailers. Now, we right. didn't watch trailers for romantic comedies or musicals or no, no just we're, dramas. We're sticking with what we normally talk about. 
Mm. We're sticking with genre films, sci-fi, horror, that kind of stuff. But that was a, a good a good long time that trailers were like that. And I think up in the, into the 50s, they started to change a little bit with the atomic monster stuff and mm-hmm. the teenage monsters. And like I was a teenage werewolf. Right. Well, in particular, you get some a little. You get the same flash of sensationalism in the the text across the screen. Yeah. But you get a little bit of narration too, and scenes and dialogue from the movie in between. Right. So it's kind of getting in between there, you know. Right. So the by narration, of course, you're you're talking about the narrator coming on and telling a little bit of the story, not just barking at you, telling you adjectives about the, the what you're going to see and feel and whatever. Yeah, it's just a voiceover telling you a little bit about the character, a little bit about the movie, but not giving a whole lot away. You yeah. Know? Still that sensationalism. Was, yeah, that was one of the things that I, I thought was kind of funny about the Barker kind of thing, the Carnival Barker kind of thing in the, the early trailers. Because you said Carnival Barker, and, yeah. and that is right. But when I was writing down notes, I said, these trailers tell me what I'm going to do. And that's exactly right. Yeah. They told me how I'm going to feel and they told me what I'm going to do yeah. because they said, you're, you're going to feel this and, yeah. and, you know, you will scream, you yeah. will You will cry, be chilled to the bone. Right? <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. Apparently they're going to, they're going to know everything I will yeah. do and they're going to tell me how to do it and feel it. And damn if they weren't right. And they were right. That's right. <laughs> Well, and then one thing, too, as technology began to advance, they started to put that into the trailers, too. So they've got oh, yeah. in Technicolor. Yeah. You know, and of course, then, you know, people like William Castle put their own gimmicks into it, of course, as well. Yeah, and threw the gimmicks in there. Originally, color was, was a gimmick. Exactly. To get people in. And before that, sound was a gimmick. Right. Yeah, and that's a whole other podcast talking about gimmicks. Well, but, of course. But, but that was a selling point of the films. In right. the trailers. Right. Because, know. yeah, this wasn't, it wasn't a gimmick they were trying to just sell it as, but it was part of the trailer because they're yeah. putting it, it's marketing. Yeah, a lot of the movies know? were in black and white, you know, color was just coming in and some other movies and low budget movies, a lot of it was still black and white. Some of them, though, some of the AIP stuff like Teenage Frankenstein mm-hmm. and How to Make a Monster, the last minute was in color. Yeah. And that was the gimmick, but it was also, oh, we get to see the monster in color, you know. So it was a selling point. And those movies, you know, I love them to death. And they're not great films, but the trailers are are fun. Yeah. And the cool thing about those, especially Teenage Werewolf, Teenage Frankenstein, mm-hmm. you never see the monster in the trailer except from the back. Maybe a re-release trailer later on, they may have recut it into the original trailers. You wouldn't see a full frontal of the monster's face to see what they look like. Right. And that was cool. Yeah. Where I don't like trailers where they... Give it, give it all, all away. away. Yeah. It's like, well, what the hell do I want to go see it now for? Yeah. And a lot of trailers, it seems like over the last 15, 20 years, do that. You know, see not everything. all of them, but a lot of them do. We were talking, I forget what it was. What kind of prompted this podcast in my head was we were talking about this the other day. Some trailer came on, I guess it was it came on TV, mm-hmm. and they gave the ending away yeah. in the trailer. Well, we were talking about this for three on a meat hook even. Because oh, yeah. the whole three on a meat hook trailer gives you the entire movie. And gives you that and money even shot. And gives you the money shot at yeah. the end, the three women on a meat but, hook. But, you know, to me, though, if you haven't seen that movie. You wouldn't really know. The way the trailer plays out, mm-hmm. it gives you every kill, mm-hmm. just about, but it's so quick a flash. You don't realize that that's You don't realize that's all you're going to see. It's mm-hmm. almost like a Until tease of, oh, man, there, what else is there going to be? Yeah. And then that 
flashback that's at the end is in the middle of the trailer, so it seems like it's towards the beginning. And then you get the yeah. the money shot of the three girls on the meat hook, and you're like, oh, man, what happens after that? Yeah. No, that's yeah. it. <laughs> you know, similarly, Friday the 13th trailer, the one that counts down. Oh, that one's awesome. That is awesome. And, you know, they're kind of giving you all of the, the kills on that, too. And they're literally counting them down for you yeah, so they can get to but, 13, of Yeah, course. but it's not really. Some of them aren't kills. Some of them are just jump scares. Well, that's true. That's true. And they have them way out of order. They are way out of order. They're not counting them down in order. And you never get a hint of who the killer is. That's true. Well, no. I mean, obviously, you, know, you don't. They don't, we, even, they don't, don't show tell... the kills. They show just before the kills. Yeah. Well, they, don't, they don't tell you on three on the meat hook either who the killer is. Yeah. Even though you're supposed to be misled. But that's a whole yeah. other story. But anyhow, they do give you a little too much. Unlike some of the other stuff today. Yeah. That really does completely give it away. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like Terminator... Now, Genesis. Oh, Terminator Genesis is awful. The Terminator the, Genesis trailer. The whole hook of that, the, the surprise, the big, the big surprise, boom, right in the trailer. Yeah. I mean, or the whole plot, I would think, for, yeah. for what's going on is John Connor has become essentially a cyborg or or has been infected or whatever with the nanobots and is now a Terminator, more or less. Yeah. And... Why in the world would you say that in the trailer? Yeah, that should be the big shock moment. That should be, you know? yeah, that should be huge. Yeah. And they gave it all away. When I saw that, and I'm a huge Terminator fan, when I saw that, I almost decided I didn't want to see the movie. <laughs> it did completely opposite what it should have done. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the all they had to do to sell that movie was Terminator, Schwarzenegger. Okay, everybody's going to go see it. Yeah, That's I mean, all you need. And then that should have been the holy shit moment yeah. in the film. Yeah, I was I was so mad. Yeah. So mad when I saw that trailer. Now, backing up a bit. Yes, I'm jumping around. Yeah, I mean, we're going to do that. But I talked. I was saying a minute ago about we saw some trailer on TV. And that's one, that, and especially throughout the 70s. Mm-hmm. You had TV trailers. You had movie trailers in the theater. Oh, right. And then previews, TV spots. And then TV spots, which mm-hmm. were like 30-second spots or 26-second spots. And those were awesome because those would be what they call teaser trailers today, mm-hmm. where it's it's the trailer cut down to half the time, mm-hmm. and it's quicker flashes and less of it, of course. Mm-hmm. And they say the movie's name three or four times during that little TV spot to get right. that drilled into your head. Yeah. The title of the movie is the important thing, so you know what to go look for at the theater. And I love the TV spots. Those you like are, that better than the full trailer? Yeah, you know, I kind of do sometimes yeah. because they're just, they're like, oh, 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 what was that? Oh, you know, <laughs> and it's just like the sharpest bits of the trailer. Yeah. And that's what the trailer is meant to hook you in, to pique your interest, to get you to want to come to see more. That's what the trailer's purpose is, yeah. is to get you in the theater with promise of more to come. Right. And the TV spots, those little 30 second you know, 20 second bits are just, are so much fun for that. And that radio spot, that's something you don't really hear, hear anymore is movie Radios. radio yeah, spots. You're right. I don't care. Remember the last time I, I've ever heard one. Yeah. It's been so true. long and I've got like, four, I don't know, eight different discs, mm-hmm. compilations of movie radio spots. Mm-hmm. And those are so cool. To listen, listen to you while you're driving and all, you know, but those are really cool because they have to sell you the movie Without visual, with just audio, yeah. selling a visual medium through audio. Yeah. Now a lot of that goes back to when trailers, and this really came into vogue or whatever in the late '60s through the '70s, 
had the voiceover. Yeah. That was the bulk of the trailer. Yeah. And had these great voiceover guys back then. You know, a different. There was a couple different guys that did them, and that really sold the movie. And the horror movies were some of the most fun to me because they had someone that would talk in monotone and hushed tones. And it was creepy, mm-hmm. really creepy, you know, like Three on a Meat Hook's prime example of that with that nonsensical saying in the end <laughs> that it has, <laughs> has nothing, nothing to, to do, do with the movie, has nothing to do with the movie, but it's just gold because it makes you go, "Ooh, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> There's a few trailers out there to me that are just perfect trailers. Yeah. Well, before you do oh, that. Yeah. Okay. We kind of have gotten off the stages before you jump to oh, other okay. trailers. Yeah. The Carnival Barker part, you know, faded out and kind of moved on to a different stage of trailers. But yeah. When that kind of went out and, and moved on to more of the narration and, uh-huh. and quick cuts or whatever, yeah. did that kind of fade out the same time as the Americana Carnival? Not really. No. no. That's That still went through... Those were still going, not as strong, because television came in, Mm -hmm. killed a lot of movie business, and movies came in and killed a lot of live entertainment business. Right. But just like everything else, it kept going for a while. Yeah. And carnivals, as you knew them back then, Mm -hmm. with the rides and the the freak shows and the sideshows, there were still a few going around in the 70s. Okay. But not didn't have the type of freak show that they had Right. In the 20s and the 30s. Right. They may have had a couple of oddities in a tent okay. type of thing. I didn't realize they stayed going that long. Oh, yeah. And it you know, may have even been up through in the 80s a little bit. I mean, there was, you know, remember the spook shows? Yeah, There's, I do. You know, yeah. I saw one of those in the in the late 80s. Yeah. It just seems like that's so much different than, oh, yeah. than what I typically think of when I think of the carnival and the, oh, yeah. the carnival barker. Well, it, the later ones traveling around in the 70s or the 80s or whatever, there may have been a couple that had the talkers, mm-hmm. but I didn't see one. Yeah. And I, I did see one or two that had like a tent that had a couple of oddities in it yeah. type of thing, freak type things. But they didn't have anybody stand outside trying to get you in. They just had it with the big signs and, you know. Yeah. Now, I think the movie trailers, it just changed. It was just the a movies natural changed. progression. Yeah, movies changed. Yeah. And with the, the advent of the atomic age, yeah, they had a little more... Uh, a little more of the movie dialogue in the trailer. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's some of the sensationalist, the text, and some of the trailers had like the narration, like, this is John, he's a captain in the Air Force, you know, that type yeah. of thing. And then it would go into that. But it, as it went on, once it got in the 70s, for me, I think, was the heyday of the, the narrator yeah. trailer. They got away from the sensationalist headlines and more of the, I'm going to draw you in and creep you out. Right. Kind of thing. Yeah. And of course, there was also the, in a world, that <laughs> that type of thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think they got really smart about what to show and what not to show. At least some of the people figured it out. Yeah. Like we were talking about with the Star Wars trailer. Oh, yeah. The original was, Star Wars that trailer. That was a genius trailer. I yeah. Mean, well, Star Wars is genius, period. Oh, yeah. But, but the, tra- the trailer, the first couple really of trailers, well the original trailer is very odd. They don't have the Star Wars logo yet. Right. And then the next trailer after that, or next couple of trailers, when they finally, they got the logo and the music right. was set. It's a little, it's spilt basically the same trailer, just visually it's a little different. Mm-hmm. But it had a voiceover. It did. And it sells the movie as a 
space romance between Luke and Leia, a boy and a girl, star-crossed, and all this, and a villain, and blah, you know, that and the yeah. other thing. And it really sells it as a much different movie than what it actually is. Yeah, it does. And there's a lot of movies that, that do that, a lot of trailers that have done that. It's very that misleading. Were, yeah, where the, the trailer makes you think, oh, man, one thing, and you get and see the movie, and it's like, oh, this is Not different. what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. And not a whole lot different, but right. the plot goes in a kind of a different direction. Well, and since we're talking Star Wars, yeah. you can also talk about Star Crash. Oh, God. <laughs> now, that's one where there, there's some trailers out there, too, where you can't tell what the movie's going to be like. Yes. You can't tell how bad it's going to be yeah, from the trailer. Some, there's some, trailer, some trailers have been out, and it's like, oh, man, I got to see this movie. Yeah, this, this looks gonna great. going to be awesome. And then you sit and you're like, whew. Yeah, that was misleading. Yeah. Star Crash isn't like that. No, you can tell right away. <laughs> the trailer does not lead you to believe it's going to be any better than it, it turns out to be. Uh, and it, we love Star Crash. Star Don't Crash, oh yeah. It's an awesome movie. It's one of the worst sci-fi movies ever made. And it's it's a joy to watch for that reason. Yes. And the Hoff. But, um, and Gortner. Yeah, but that trailer, it But it, the trailer, yeah, it doesn't it looks do horrible. It doesn't do anything to hide it. No, nah. it does not try to hide the fact that the effects are terrible yeah. and the oh, it's just terrible. Now, I tell you some of my favorite trailers too are some of the European trailers like Nashi, Paul Nashi's uh, Werewolf versus the Vampire Woman, right. where it's the trailer, but it also has some graphic digital graphic, not digital, but film graphic art. Mhm. And then it goes to the like fades to the live action stuff. Okay. That's kind of cool and it yeah. it it tells you what the movie's about, but it leads you. It's more the more sensationalistic. Like there's gonna be a this you know werewolves versus vampires, and it's gonna be this big whole thing. And it's actually just one little fight at the end of the movie, you know. Right. But I love that movie though. <laughs> there's so many trailers out there that are mediocre at best, and there's a lot that kind of tell you the whole, basically the whole plot of the movie. Not necessarily giving it away, but telling you everything about it. Yeah. And then there's the trailers that you're like, I don't know what that's about, but it looks really interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two of them we looked at, Kubrick trailers. Right. Clockwork Strange Orange. Love. Yeah, <laughs> Clockwork Orange and Strange Love. The right. original trailers for those, you kind of get an idea what Strange Love is about through the trailer, but it's one of the, it's a quick cut trailer, a little bit of dialogue, really avant-garde. And Clockwork Orange is the same way. It's a lot of quick cuts, but you can't tell what the hell that movie is no about. No clue whatsoever. And though I'm not a big fan of it, yeah, the movie itself, it just didn't work for me. It was really long and, and kind of, for me, slow in a lot of places. But the trailer makes you want to see the movie. Yeah. It's I doing have, its job. People will probably lynch me, but I have never seen Clockwork Orange. Uh, I don't know how I've gone my whole life and never seen it. <laughs> Somehow I have. Well, hell, we didn't see The Exorcist till. I'd seen The Exorcist. Oh, did you? Yeah. I didn't see you it hadn't, until I, hadn't. I was in my 30s. Yeah, I'd seen it. And... Not for any reason other than, eh, it just didn't, possession movie didn't really interest yeah, me Yeah, well, that that's much. not your thing, but I had seen yeah. it. In any case, Clockwork Orange had never seen it, have never seen it, but that trailer was uh, super interesting and made me very interested, so I don't know if I'll see it or not. I might. But I'll sit down and watch it with you. It's been a long time. Yeah. It did make me interested, yeah. so I may have to watch it at some point. But since you brought up Kubrick, he's apparently cited as one of the... 
It's one of the pioneers in you know, movie trailers. When he came in and started doing his trailers, it kind of changed the way a lot of other people did trailers. Yes. Yeah, exactly. He and then uh, Roger Corman as well. Yeah. Changed a lot of the ways. Corman is responsible things. for a lot of guys' careers. Well, yeah. And that's a whole other podcast entirely right there. Um, I think it's no secret that we like Roger Corman a lot. Oh, yeah. And if you don't, we can't be friends. <laughs> <laughs> now, oh, now... I want to jump back to the TV spots a second. One thing about the, the short TV spots that I, that I love is the minimalist trailers. Teasers, if you will. It's Alive is probably one of my favorite trailers of all time. That Was short, that a TV spot? That I, really short one? It may have been, the, it may have been a, a theatrical trailer. I always trailer, thought it was a theatrical trailer, but too. But I remember seeing it on TV when I was a kid. Okay. And it creeped me out because it was so stark. Right, and this trailer, and we'll probably run it on here, and I'll post it on the on the Facebook page. It's just a black field, black background mm-hmm. with a bassinet, right? And then this voiceover, and the camera's moving around the bassinet, and we'll post. I'm not going to say the whole trailer, but as the voiceover gets to the very end, it gets the other side of the bassinet, and there's this clawed hand, baby hand hanging out. This this animal like claw, mm-hmm. and that's the end of the trailer. But the voiceover. And what he says is brilliant. Makes you ooh, a little chill. And it's like, I got to see this movie. Yeah, but visually you're getting nothing. That's really. all. It's a bassinet in a black background and the camera's moving around. And that's all. You see that little claw hanging over the end of the end. The Davises have had a baby, but they're not sending out any announcements. Most new parents are a little scared when they have a baby. The Davises are terrified. You see... There's only one thing wrong with the Davis baby. It's alive. And this, it's alive. Yeah. Coming soon to a theater near yeah. you. Well, along the same lines of minimalist, I had never, at least as far as I can remember, I had never seen that particular trailer we saw tonight for The Shining. Oh, yeah. That was amazing. Wasn't that cool? This one, this trailer is awesome, where it's just got the... The elevator, the elevator doors, doors in the hotel. Red elevator doors. And it has a scroll, a text. And it's like the, it's just the credits. Yeah, it's it's basically The Shining, a Stephen, from a Stephen King film. Was it, yeah, uh, it's got director, produced yeah, by, written by, by And then from the book, blah, blah, blah. And then when that, at about the time that gets to the end, I think, or close yeah. to the end, the blood starts coming through out of the elevator doors and I'm talking like a tidal wave of blood in yeah, this hallway. Yeah, which is in the movie. Yeah, splashing. The scene, yeah, where it splashes on the wall and it comes up and covers the camera and it's like, coming soon to a theater near you. That's, that's all. It. That's all the visual you get. And that's enough to make you go, what the hell is going on there? You I'm know? in. Yeah. yeah. If I didn't know anything about The Shining and I saw that, I would totally be in. I didn't even have to read any of the things that were on the screen. Just watching the door <laughs> and see the blood. Trailers I'd be like there. that are really cool. Yeah. Yeah. That, that would They don't sold give me. you anything, but they give you enough to go, something's happening. Yeah. Uh, but then there's some trailers. Like there's that one we saw. We went to see it too this afternoon, or it's, if you will. And <laughs> plural. Yeah. <it's, laughs> Is that it, what you're doing? It squared. It's squared. And. There was a trailer for some, I don't know if it's political entry, action-adventure movie, but it had this guy walk, and it's a, a different type of whatever movie, or the movie we story we need to see, or something like that. But he's walking and looking through glass that has bullet holes in it, and that's basically the whole trailer, I think. Remember that one? 
So you don't even remember it. That's I how do it, remember it now, but I don't know what the movie was yeah, for Yeah, and it's like, is it political intrigue? Is it action-adventure? Is it is it a horror movie? But there was nothing in it in that trailer that made me have any interest in finding out more. It didn't give you anything. Any, there was no hook to it. Tenet. Tenet is the name of the movie, yeah. I remember it's not thinking, even a Doctor Who movie. I mean, no, <laughs> I remember thinking David Tennant, <laughs> but and, it and wasn't has that, spelled right. That weird. Oh, look how cool we are! Where the last letter is turned upside down or yes. backwards, but this one's it's a T, so it's upside, upside down. down. It could be backwards. We wouldn't know. <laughs> Smart ass. <laughs> <laughs> that one, yeah. It just there was nothing there. I like. I don't care. There's nothing to hook me in. Yeah. You know, unlike some of the other trailers, now some of my favorite trailers. Of all time. Yeah. Typically are from the 70s. Right. Because they made great trailers back then. They made great movies back then. But there were a few that were, I think, really worked on a lot of levels and are really creepy. Mm-hmm. Fulci Zombie is one that oh, I remember yeah. seeing when I was young. And it's the one, there probably are a couple trailers, but this is the one where it's that, you have the, that music, bong, mm-hmm. bong, bong, bong. There's that creepy sound, and then it's a white field with black letters coming up from the bottom of the screen, Z, and it slides off to the left. Mm-hmm. O, and slides off to the left. Spelling zombie, yes. Yeah, and it spells out zombie, and then it shows some scenes from the movie with still that music going. Yeah. And it's just some of the creepy scenes of zombies coming after people, yeah, attacking them, and that, a quick attack, and doesn't show the whole attack, but that music and mm-hmm. those stark letters coming up and moving and then big on the screen before those scenes is creepy as hell. Yeah, it really is. You know, and the music is a huge part that a, a lot of trailers, just no trailers these days have moody music for me. <laughs> they have big sensationalist explosions or they might have some music, but it's nothing I remember. Nothing yeah. that stays with me. These are trailers. Once I saw, in a blue moon, something will. But yeah, yeah I know what you're saying. But the, the ones I'm talking about, I saw when I was a kid. Yeah. And I remember them to this day, the feeling I had when I first saw them. I gotcha. Dawn of the Dead. Right. Oh, man. I remember seeing that on Dr. Madblood for the first time, the trailer, when it came out. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, we got a trailer for a new movie coming out next week. I think everybody's going to enjoy, you know, blah, blah, blah. Here's the trailer. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the music, that first that, and then the music, and it has the voiceover. In 1968, George Romero gave us Night of the Living Dead. In 1968, George Romero brought us Night of the Living Dead. It became the classic horror film of its time. Not that room, not that room! Now, George Romero brings us the most intensely shocking motion picture experience for all times. It gets up and kills. The people it kills get up and kill. And then has the narration intercut with choice clips perfect clips of the dialogue mm-hmm. and scenes video the the clip the scene and the dialogue mm-hmm. and then back to the narration and the clip and back to the narration they pick the exact right ones to sell the movie and to give you the creep factor and like oh man that's this is insane horror movie and it's hopeless and yeah how are they gonna get out of it I, i've got to see this movie i'm you know the hair standing up on my arm you know? right 
it's a oh, such a great trailer. Those two are two of the ones, like I said, and the music is the real big part of those right. that sold it for me. And I, I will definitely post those on the on the Facebook page when this is all said and done. I think there was one other one I was talking about. Now I can't remember it. It'll come to me. Oh, flipping flopping around here. Aside from trailers that you know that I just love like that, they really work. One another one of the things I really love on a lot of those compilation things is they help. They'll have the in between the drive in intermission bits. Oh yeah, which they have them now, but it's in theaters. But they're commercials. Yeah, they're big full blown commercials, and it takes you a second sometimes. Like oh, that's for Coca Cola. Oh, they want to go to lobby and get a drink. Yeah. And these were like, boom. It's like, hey, our snack bar has fresh and Coca-Cola and, you know, and hot popcorn and pizza and and corn dogs. You know? <laughs> and those little things. And sometimes it's live film of mm-hmm. like people in concession stands serving stuff up. Sometimes it's little animated bits. Yeah. Or sometimes it's just pictures, still cartoon pictures. And those things are so much fun and so cool to see. And, and then the intermission clock. Show starts in eight minutes. Yum, yum. It's time for a tasty and refreshing snack. And it, it might go to a, a, a cheesy ad for a local business and then right. come back to, you know, don't forget to get your popcorn at the concession stand. I've got a couple of discs that it's just those things on it for an hour or two. Oh, those are so awesome. Chainsaw. Was that the other one you were talking about? Oh, yeah. Chainsaw. And I'm going to f- hold that thought a second, though. Okay. While we're on this subject of the intermission, the drive-in intermission things, this set is called the Drive-In Disc Collection. And it's three discs with two movies on each disc. And the movies are Screaming Skull and Giant Leeches, The Giant Gila Monster and the Wasp Woman, I Bury the Living in the Hand. Great movies, one and all. Uh, you can't hear the sarcasm in my voice. Mm-hmm. But... The amazing thing about this collection is it sells it, okay? Nothing bring home the true driving experience like Distorto. Elite Entertainment presents the latest in low-fidelity technology, Distorto. To truly recreate the driving experience, a secondary audio track will replicate the truly horrific quality of the famed drive-in window speaker. <laughs> when selected, this feature will deliver the film's soundtrack to only the front-left speaker of your system, other drive-in sounds will be heard from the remaining channels. You'll feel like you're really there. Now, I've watched one of these discs a long time ago, and I really need to watch the other ones, especially <laughs> now I'm thinking about it. In Distorto? Yeah, in Distorto. And open the doors and the windows so you get a cool breeze blowing in high, <laughs> when the temperature drops. Because what it is, is these. It, it has, you hear little, like people talking in the background. You hear the crunch of somebody walking by your car on the gravel in the drive-in. <laughs> And it is. It's like you're at the drive-in. That's hilarious. It's awesome. It. Oh <laughs> man, I almost forgot about these. I really want to go back and watch these. You know, and they're not the best movies. I mean, come on, Giant Gala Monster. <laughs> I Bear the Living's not a bad movie. That one's actually pretty cool. I think we watched that or Svengoli. It was on. It might have been on a few months ago. And I think. Did you watch some of that with me? I don't remember. Anyway, I've got that in another another disc somewhere, but that one's not a bad movie. But that collection, if you can find it, drive-in disc collection. The box looks like a drive-in speaker with like a blue border and all. It's really awesome. So a little aside there. <laughs> now, back to one, another one of the greatest trailers ever. 
uh, the original Texas Chainsaw trailer. Yes. That's one I remember seeing the first time at a comic convention in Richmond. Mm-hmm. For some reason, my dad was in a good mood and drove me and a friend up there. Or drove me up there and I met my friend. His dad drove him up there. And it was the first comic convention I'd been to. Bob Layton was there, the guy who was drawing Iron Man at the time, and I got him to sign a comic. And it was so cool. But they had where the, you know they had panels and stuff going in different rooms. In this one room, they were showing an hour of horror trailers. Mm-hmm. And I was like, cool. And, of course, it was on 16 millimeter. <laughs> Because this was before everybody had VCRs. Right. So you go in this dark room and this, they hear the of the projector. And I'm like, ooh. And I don't remember any of the other trailers. that I, I didn't sit through the whole thing because I wanted to you know, see the, the convention and all. But I remember seeing the Texas Chainsaw trailer. And it was effectively creepy. And you know the trailer. It has a little dialogue and it says that yeah. sound. There. And it fl- has flashes of the scenes that you see something getting ready to happen, but you don't see it happen. Right. And it flashes to another creepy scene. And the visuals in that trailer are great. And then that that sound. And then, of course, the dialogue at the end. Mm -hmm. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. After you stop screaming, you'll start talking about it. Ooh. (laughs) Hey, look, it told you what to do like the old trailers used to. See, and those are effective trailers. It's a creepy line, and it was delivered well, and it works at at the end of the trailer. Yeah. Those are, yeah, that's a really great trailer. Mm -hmm. And there's tons of other ones out there, and a lot of them that I like, mainly just because I like the movies that they're for. Even if I wasn't fond of that movie and the other two or three that I just talked Mm -hmm. about, Night of the Living, I mean, Dawn of the Dead and Zombie, they're still, they're great trailers. Do you find it's hard to go back and watch the trailers now with the unbiased eye to find out if you would be intrigued by the trailer without knowing what the movie is already? Um, no, no, because I I can I can put myself outside. Yeah. If I consciously think about it, because there's some things that I like. There's some music that I like. Yeah. I know it's not technically great, and I know it's kind of cheesy, but it's fun. Yeah. And there's some that I that I like. This like hey, it's just got a it's a good groove. It's got a hook to it. Yeah, you know it's well. The musicianship is fantastic on it. And there's other things. Yeah, you know, there's certain movies that I know. Okay, this is a piece of crap. But I, like Dracula versus Frankenstein. It like. mm-hmm. Okay, it is a it is not the best movie ever made. Not by far. It's a horrible movie. Mm-hmm. But it's just something about that movie. I I can watch it over and over again. I love it for its ineptness. Mm-hmm. You know, for its faults. Warts and all. It's mm-hmm. just, it's fun to watch and it, it works for me. But I know it's not dozens of movies that are head and shoulders so much better. Mm-hmm. A movie. There's movies like Alligator People we did a podcast on. It's an okay little 50s shocker movie, mm-hmm. you know, monster movie. It's not the best of that genre. No. And I can step outside, but I will watch it and defend it to my dying day. Yeah. But I know what it is. Yeah. And it's the same thing with those trailers. I can go back and watch some of those trailers and and still clear my head and just watch it. Okay, try to picture it as the first time I'm seeing it. Like, I haven't seen the uh, Night, Living, uh, Night Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead trailer mm-hmm. in quite a while until we watched it this afternoon. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of just sat back and soaked it in and it still worked for me. 
And I was thinking while I was watching or after it was over that, especially a lot of these movies that we talk about, but these trailers too, you kind of have to put yourself in the mindset of what thing, what everything else was going on at the time and what life was like at the time Yeah, for it to really have the effect. It's like the, the original Frankenstein. Okay. Today, modern audiences, and I'm not talking about people who are into this kind of stuff, just general audiences. Right. Probably wouldn't do a thing for them. Right. Yeah. But if you take into account what other kinds of movies had come out at that point at the time, mm-hmm. Dracula came out in 31. Frankenstein came out a few months later. Those were the first couple of monster movies. Mm-hmm. Okay. So everything else was dramas, musicals, comedies, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. So you sit down and you watch Wales, the original Frankenstein with mm-hmm. Karloff within that mindset. And you watch the way it's shot and the scenes, and it is pretty chilling. And for my money, a lot more chilling than a lot of the stuff that has come out in recent years. Take It 2, for example, since we just watched that today. Now, we watched a trailer for for that also, I think, didn't we? We did, today? Yeah. Well, We watched like 15,000 trailers. Okay. There's so many trailers for that. Yeah, that tra- yeah they, and that's another thing, too. Nowadays... They'll have a lot of different trailers. You'll have a teaser trailer. You'll have a first trailer, a second trailer, third trailer, fourth trailer, a final trailer. The red band trailer? The red band trailer. <laughs> okay, so back in the day, you had the trailer. You might have a, a separate re-release trailer if it was re-released a few years later. But you would have one trailer. Mm-hmm. You may have a shorter version of it. Same trailer, just cut down some. And if, if you had a TV spot, that was a shorter version of that trailer. Right. You did not have five distinctly different trailers. There may have been a couple of exceptions, but for the most part, that was, that That's was it. That's all you're going to get, yeah. yeah. Yeah, today we put on the, the trailer for It, Chapter 2, and it was one after another. And there were some scenes that were the same in every one of the trailers. Yeah. I mean, there must have been, I don't know how many trailers are out there, but it felt like we watched at least five. I, I would say at least five, yeah. And there were... I would say at least two or three scenes in every one of those trailers that was different. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there's what you can cut trailers different ways to lead you in different directions about how you feel about the movie. Yeah. I have seen trail. Okay. Here's a trailer that that did that. Suicide Squad. Yeah. Shitty movie. Mm -hmm. I don't care what anybody says. (laughs) Most everybody I know said it was a shitty movie. But the trailer, the first trailer, the superhero action adventure kind of movie. Justice League is the same way. First trailer, hard, gritty, whatever. Then Avengers and the Marvel movies do their thing. So the next trailer that came out for each of those movies was had more humor, made it seem a little more lighthearted. Like Guardians. And yeah, like Guardians. Guardians was the big one that, that changed a lot of that. Yeah. One movie does one thing, we all gotta do that same thing. Yeah, you know? exactly. So the trailers made those instances made the movie seem like two totally different kinds of movies, depending yeah. on what trailer you saw. Mm-hmm. Eh, whatever. Yeah. You know, there are some out there that they purposefully mislead you. I think you said this a little earlier, you know, like yeah. Jaws. I was watching the Jaws trailer trailer tonight. No, you're watching love Jaws. So that <laughs> was one. Jaws. That was a recut. Yeah. No, go ahead. <laughs> and that was real quick. What I'm talking about. That was a fan cut trailer uh-huh. with narration that makes Jaws look like Free Willy. 
called Love Jaws. They did one, I forget what it's called, but it's, oh, what was it? Was it the Ten Commandments? And it made like a teen high school comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and oh, that's where I was going to go and with Scary Mary. Scary Mary. That's exactly oh. where I was going. Yeah. Because I was going to tell, we were talking about Jaws because the, Watching Jaws trailer, it sounded like a creature movie before you know what it is. Well, because they talk about the creature, or they don't say the creature, but they say, you know, whatever from the the ocean, blah, blah, blah. They don't talk about the music setting the tone of a movie in a trailer. Of course. But they don't talk about what it is. You don't know until halfway through the trailer that we're actually talking about a shark. So it makes it seem like a creature feature. Yeah. Anyway, so it's kind of misleading at first. (laughs) But so, yes. Going on to how they're misleading and then how you can cut them differently. And oh, yeah. Have have you seen Scary Mary is where I was going, where somebody took the Mary Poppins trailer. <sighs> the original Mary Poppins music, with Julie Andrews. Yes. And put some different music to it. Mom, ominous music. Yes. And then did their own cut scenes. And it looks like a horror film. Yeah, and it's, it's amazing. They didn't add anything. It's the no. actual scenes of the movie. Yes. But it's the way they cut it with the music. Right. I don't think there's any, any narration, is there? No, I don't think so. Yeah. Oh, it there may, might be. It, I can't remember it, now. It makes it like a bleak, dark horror movie. Yes. It is brilliance. It's a great. It is genius craftsmanship on that. Just, oh, I, you know, if I had a hat, I would tip it to those guys. Yeah. Yeah. You should, if we could find the trailer. Maybe we'll link that on there, Oh, too. yeah. Yeah, definitely put that up. You should definitely watch Scary Mary if we can find it. Or if we can't find it, go look yeah. it up on YouTube. It's got to still be out there. Scary Mary is really, really well done. And I'm trying to think. We didn't really have enough time to watch it because there's so many trailers out there. When we just thought of this idea to do this on the podcast here, I wish I could think of some that are like that that totally mislead you to the type of movie it is. Yeah. Other than the couple I mentioned about the DC movies. But older movies, because typically what we talk about on this podcast is Grindhouse era stuff. Yeah. Movies from the, the four, 30s, 40s up through the 80s is typically mostly what we mostly. talk about. Once in a while we'll do something like we Wolf Cop, around, which yeah. kind of is that kind of genre. But yeah, I wish I could think of one from that era that does that. It, you know, If anybody listening can think of yeah. one, drop us, us a line Yeah, at, on the Facebook page, on Phantasma After Dark, the Facebook page, and let us know, because I would love to check it out. And maybe even talk about it <laughs> on a podcast. You know, that's really cool when it does that. When you, when you see a, a trailer and you go, huh, okay. And you get there and it's like, ooh, in a good way. You know, you go, oh, this is darker than I thought. Or, yeah. or oh, this is different. Yeah. But it's, or maybe I like even, it, you know. maybe even a bad way. Yeah, you, you get know, there and go, God, anyhow misleading. this looked like it was going to be really good. And yeah. this is a total boring <laughs> piece of shit. You right. Know? I mean, there's been plenty of films where you see the trailer and they show everything oh yeah in the trailer. all the good all bits. the good stuff is in the yeah. trailer they just totally blow it all for the trailer and yeah. you're done and you're like huh <laughs> i could have stayed home yeah. yeah i would definitely post hell i don't know if there's gonna be a, a photo album for this one yeah we can put a few yeah maybe I'll, yeah i'll put some stuff in there I'll, I'll put some pictures up on that maybe some movie posters and a couple little clip scenes but i would definitely post some full trailers yeah. from some of the stuff we've talked about, some examples on there. One thing that's interesting too, now we're talking about trailers, you look at the first trailers of a genre, of a series of films, mm. and particularly something like Halloween, Friday yeah. the 13th, Friday the 13th, yeah. Nightmare, Nightmare on, on Elm, Elm Street, Street, for sure. Those three trailers, you never really saw the bad guy. Yeah, I knew where you, you were s- going. In Nightmare, you saw Freddy a little bit, 
but because because the characters themselves had not become icon characters mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. freddie you know later became a comedian yeah. in the later films a Which pop a pop icon my mind. yeah in the trailers you don't see them of course the jason wasn't in the first movie friday the 13th but yeah even so you don't see who the killer is you don't know what's happening except you're intrigued i mean it's a mystery and some shit's going down and you want to find out what it is yep. then in the later trailers of course you see full frontal Jason coming after somebody in a hockey mask or walking down the streets of Manhattan or Freddie cracking jokes and dancing all around. And of course, Michael Myers walking. You do see him in the trailer for Halloween a little bit, but not a whole lot. But later on, you see them a lot in the trailer because the mystery's blown. So let's just, okay, here's what's going to be in the movie. So mm-hmm. come see it, you know. And that's the bad thing about when a, there's a series of movies, the mystery of the character's already gone. Right. You know. On the opposite of the spectrum, we went to see, like I said, we went to see It too today. And a lot of the trailers sell Pennywise as having a bigger part in the movie than he did. I think he was more in the first movie than in the second. Because mm-hmm. at the end, he's in at the end the whole time, but he's yeah. that big creature clown hybrid. Mm-hmm. But throughout the rest of the movie, it's more of just character pieces yeah, and flashbacks and, and, and then up to date. And you only see Pennywise a couple of times. And though I'm not a big fan of Pennywise or the story itself, I mean, I was interested enough to go see it, but I expected to see more of the character than that throughout the movie. I guess because we saw more of him in the first movie. I expected this to be bigger and more in your face. And it was kind of like, eh. I mean, you remember, we we left the theater going, eh, it was okay. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I guess I... I'm more of a King fan than you are, and I have also read it, and you haven't. So maybe I didn't go into it with that expectation. So that's yeah. not what bothered a me. A totally different point of view. Yeah, it, totally. Yeah, that's exactly right. But, I'm, but getting back to what we were talking about, But I about, understand though, what you're coming the from. The trailers we saw led you to believe yes. there was going to be more of him in it. That is true. You but know. that's because he's the big bad for the, the movie. Or the iconic image of the film. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know, there's action figures and keychains with him on it, so that's... It right there, you know. And pillows and blankets and oh everything my. else you can possibly and imagine. Stuffed, <laughs> stuffed figures and... Merchandising, merchandising. Yeah, little kids' toys of a serial killer. <laughs> Blows my mind. Yeah, me too. You know, I can't say uh, enough about how much I love trailers and stuff, especially you know, the, up, the ones up through the 80s. Because, again, those are some of my favorite films, so of course I do, but just the way they were made... A lot of them in the seventies are ones really a gas a lot of times because of the you know, the serious voiceover. Or just the avant garde. What the hell was that? Mm-hmm. I gotta find out more, you know. Yeah. And trailers, a lot of trailers nowadays don't really grab me. I mean, the trailer itself mm-hmm. doesn't grab me, but the subject matter, I know what it like. Oh, it's a new horror movie. Oh, okay, that looks like it might be interesting design or something. Yeah. Or the superhero movies, you know. It's like, mm-hmm. oh well, it's Avengers. I'm gonna go see it. I don't, you know, you don't need much of a trailer. Yeah. For me, for that stuff like that. It, oh, it's Star Wars. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you were gonna go see it, you know. Well, sadly, I think that, and I hate to say this because I don't want the people who are out there doing this work to actually that the ones that are actually doing a good job and the ones that are actually trying hard to do this. I don't mean this insulting to them because there are good workers out there. Oh yeah. Talented artists and talented people. But yeah, some of the people out there 
are just phoning it in where it's like, yeah. oh, look, I'm going to do a remake of the blah, blah, blah. And it has nothing to do with like, okay, the Joker. All right. Yeah. The Joker movie is coming out and they're really just, they're just playing on the Joker name because it's the Joker and the Joker's hot right now. Yeah. And really the movie. The movie looks really good. It looks like it'd be very interesting. If it wasn't the Joker. Yeah. Because, okay, apparently it takes place in Gotham. And I th- think there are some references to the Wayne family okay. in the film, from yeah. what I hear. But other than that, if it didn't, ha- it could not have those and not call him the Joker. Yeah. And I'd probably be really interested in seeing the film because it looks like it's going to be a, a good film. It looks like a good film. But because they're calling it the Joker. Yeah. And it has, it, and he doesn't look like the Joker from the comics. No. Or any other. Or maybe the current comics. I don't know. I'm not reading the current stuff. Well, you know, comics have went to shit about 15, That's 20 years ago. That's a whole other thing. Um, but the iconic image of the Joker, he just doesn't look like him at all. Right. Except that his suit isn't purple like the Joker. It's more violet like the Cesar Romero's. Oh, yeah. You, you, yeah. Did you just notice yeah, that? Yeah, I did. Which was kind of odd as much as they try to distance themselves from that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and it's the same thing with Rob Zombie's Halloween. Yeah. You know, the trailer, okay, Rob Zombie's remaking Halloween. Okay, cool. Right. But they they just went into so much background and so much other stuff about his, yeah. young Michael they didn't need to do. I enjoyed the film. Yeah. If they didn't call it Halloween and call mm-hmm. the character Michael Myers, right. I'd really love the film. Yeah. Well, now, I'm not talking about the films themselves so much. I yeah. just mean... I feel like the trailers, it's like the trailers don't even have to try hard because they're just banking on the name recognition. Oh, yeah. To get I them get you. There. Okay, I'm sorry. You know, yeah. that's okay. I mean, the and even the, sometimes it's the, the actors that they're banking on, you know, which, I mean, that's not a totally new concept because they did that oh, yeah. years ago on, on Bela and on, on Vince yeah. Price. Well, the, so it's like the Jaws trailer. Where it goes, the image of the shark fin, I think, goes up to still frame, and then this is comes up says Roy Scheider, and his picture pops up, and then Robert Shaw and his picture, and then Richard Dreyfus in the new movie by based on the novel by Peter Benchley or something like that. Right. But they're banking on those because it's a, it was a low budget movie by right. first time director, mm-hmm. but they're banking on the celebrity names. Yeah. Because I think Roy Scheider just come off. Was a French connection, was it? I have no idea. Anyway, just come off a big movie, mm-hmm. you know. So he was his name was, he was hot, yeah. But yeah, that's one of those banging off the names, yeah. You know, and I mean they're doing that now, and that so it's not a new concept, and I don't I don't have a problem with them doing that. I just feel like sometimes it leads to lazy trailer editing, maybe. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Well, and they, maybe that's part of the problem where it's like, well, we this this movie's been done before. We're going to do a new movie, and, yeah. Because it's got such great name recognition when it comes to the actors and the the movie that was done before, we don't have to try so hard. Yeah. I don't know. When there's certain things like the superhero movies, because it's hot right now, mm-hmm. that all you have to do is have something that's related to that concept or those characters, it's going to sell. You don't have to have a really good trailer. Yeah. Flash their faces up there, flash a couple scenes, say the name of the movie, and that's it. Yeah. But there's some, like, there's... Four really good examples I pointed out earlier that are just fantastically cut trailers. And then you go back, like we were saying earlier, too, about the two Kubrick movies we talked about. Bizarre. Yeah. Bizarre cut. 
for a trailer. One's late sixties, one the early seventies, but intriguing though, nonetheless. Yeah, you know, right? I mean, and you know, all the all of the trailers from the early thirties, forties, fifties, sixties. I'm not saying all the stuff back then. No, was no, good. no. There was some crap then too. Oh yeah, I yeah. Mean, you, you can't say everything was great. No, but and you know, a lot of it too is the movies. the The better the movie was, it seems like most of the time, especially back then, the trailers were better. Mm. Unless you have a master <laughs> editor for trailers, it's hard to sell a mediocre movie and make a really good trailer. Not that it hasn't been done. Yeah. Like, as we had talked about, some movies you're like, man, this looks really good. I'll go see it. And then you go yeah. see it. It's like, eh. Well, but so- of some of the ones we watched today, some of the lesser of those 50s atomic age movies mm-hmm. were, and the trailers themselves were lesser. It's like they weren't weren't really trying. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, these days, from what little I understand of what's happening, because I, I haven't, this is not my business and I don't work in it, so I don't really understand yeah. all of it. But I mean, there are people, there are companies that are hired to make the trailers for films. So it's not like the people who are making the film edit together a trailer. Whereas it used to be the people who were making the film put yeah. together the trailer. Yeah. So nowadays that's not the case. Which Maybe is weird that's... because it seems to me that the people now don't know how the hell to make a trailer. Well, and maybe that's For the, the most part. And yeah, but there's companies, this is all they do, but they don't know what the hell they're doing. Well, but I mean, maybe it's because they don't have, maybe the people who are making the film have the love of that film. You know, the ownership of the film. I made this film. I own this film. Yeah. You know, I mean, when what? I work on a project at work, I own the work yeah. that I did. I want it to be good. Well, and it seems to me you too that I mean? they would understand more of how, what they want to present. Yeah. What, what snippets they want to present because they know what's coming up next to yeah. hook you. Well, and that's kind of what I think too. But I think it's maybe it's because it's kind of a, a marketing thing. Maybe the people who are doing yeah. trailers now do it because they think that it's a, they understand the market better. I don't know. I'm really well, not sure. You know, and there you go. The people in charge, this happens in, in <laughs> this is going on with the comic industry in a big way for the longest time. I'm speculating. A lot in the movie industry. <laughs> I'm not speculating. This is a, this no, is no, no. Fact. I bet I was saying what I yeah. said was speculation. Is I have no idea. The people in charge, the suits or whatever, think they know what the people want. Yeah, and they don't. No, they get what they hear is the the loudest voices, but they don't hear the longest voices. Yeah, if you know what I'm what I'm saying. There. I do. And people sometimes the loudest voices are not the the majority. The majority. No, the majority of the people are like eh, it's not worth it. Yeah, you know, <laughs> but. The movies these days, a lot of stuff, people are going to go see the movie. Now, whether it depends on how many people are going to see the movie or how many repeat people are going to go see the movie. Yeah. But you put a horror movie out there, and as long as it it's, doesn't look totally ridiculous, yeah. people horror are going to go see are it. Going. Yeah. Horror fans Superhero are going. Superhero movies. Big fans. Right now, Marvel can put out a turd with Marvel on it, and it's going to make a million dollars. There could be a picture of a turd on the screen for two hours. <laughs> with a cape. With a cape. It's gonna make a million dollars. People can go see it. <laughs> Wait, you're you're not DC on the other hand. Wait, no, there's actually an emoji thing with a turd, and so the, you're not exaggerating. This is true. Yeah. <laughs> now you didn't even know you were telling the I truth, not, but no, you no. are. Well, I didn't think I was lying. <laughs> um, DC on the other hand, all the stuff they're putting out is turds. But anyway, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying though, they don't have to make a really good trailer because it's pre-sold. 
Right. Because it's so hot right now. Yeah. Superhero movies, you can put out almost any superhero movie and it's going to make a couple million dollars. It's going to make its money back right now. For the most part. DC's having a problem because they haven't made one. Yet. Well, Wonder Woman was pretty good. The Nolan Batmans did well. But since then, they haven't had much luck. Yeah. So the trailers don't have to be as creative as they used to be for this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of a shame. It is Because like a I said, shame. the trailers used to be one of the you know most fun parts going to the movie. Yeah. Now the only thing you look forward to is if uh, one's coming out that for a movie you want to go see anyway. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I can't wait to see the trailer for the the new trailer for this. But you can see it on you know you can see with it the on advent YouTube. of the internet and YouTube, trailers premiere. They don't just show up at the theater. I remember. Okay. I remember going to. See, I don't remember what movie it was. I went to see. But there was no internet in 83 or 84, whatever the year was here. And I didn't get magazines as regularly because I wasn't driving at the Mm -hmm. time. I remember going to the theater and all of a sudden, (gasps) Stormtroopers, Han Solo beating up Stormtroopers in a forest. (gasps) Return of the Jedi, what? Holy crap. That was thrilling and awesome Mm -hmm. to have that feeling and that experience. Right. Of yeah. surprise and <gasps> where yeah. it's just nowadays you're like you're oh cool the new trailer's coming out oh it'll be, it's going live on the internet on Wednesday yeah you know you know it's coming way ahead before you even see it yeah and true so uh, technology's great but it also take you know it's taking yeah. us away a lot well I mean they're not it, trailers are definitely not the thing they used to be I mean I think we've said about as much as we can say right now but. Just as a a thing to close with, for example, with us working at the Narrow from time to time, they don't do a lot of trailers. They do a few. Yeah. For some of their shows. For most of their regular shows, they do a few. Yeah. But for their specials, like the ones we work for Flick It and the the kids shows that they've done and stuff, they don't usually have trailers on those. They just uh, show the film. Yeah. Yeah. So when people show up, for example, we went to see the Muppet movie. Which when was they did that, amazing it was to see amazing in a theater to see the again. Muppet movie in the theater. We went to see the Muppet movie, and you know, we sat down, and the movie started. There were no trailers at mm-hmm. all, which was amazing. It was also like, oh, there's no trailers at the same time. Mm-hmm. But you know, what are you expecting when you're going to see the Muppet movie? Because yeah. it was, you know, an older film. Yeah. But having worked up front, you know, you, I've seen people come in, and they come in. 10 minutes late and they're like what do you mean the movie started what about the trailers they're all shocked because they're 10 minutes late because they're buffering because they think that they don't want to have to sit through the trailers oh yeah yeah what's like today i used to go because i wanted to see the trailers. me too but now people are going late because they don't want to see the well because there's 20 almost 30 minutes of trailers today we went to see it and commercial not just trailers but commercials (laughs) for tv shows and and commercials for whatever products you don't care about there were 23 minutes of trailers today our movie started at Uh, noon and the movie itself started at 12 20 okay here's the thing about this sells everything about the the evolution of trailers for me personally for me okay going to the movies now, to go see a movie, I loathe all the trailers. Okay? Yep. It's, oh, God. But I have about a dozen discs of trail, or two <laughs> or three hours worth of trailers, old trailers, 
that I will put in and just watch those trailers because yeah. they're entertaining. Yeah. And there's a charm. I think that's the biggest thing is the charm of the era they were made in mm-hmm. comes across in the trailers. Yeah. And that's a big part of it for me. And I can't say enough good things about those discs, especially some of the compilation ones that I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. Highly recommend getting those. If you like trailers like I do, and those intermission shorts are just all are such a gas. Yeah. We used to run those at when we were doing Phantasmo at the library. Yeah. Phantasmo Cult Cinema Explosion was a, a monthly movie program we did where we showed two cult films once a month, and then it went to once every other month, long story. But as people were coming in, we'd open the doors an hour ahead of time, I would run trailers or, or intermission shorts during that time and people loved it they got you know they had a, a ball just watching yeah. that stuff and and they'd come up and ask us about it all yeah. the time you know what is this where do i get this yeah. you know what so, was that film you yeah know, so there's still a lot of, of interest in that kind of stuff yeah it was you know. really neat but you know hey if you can think of anything trailer related like that or some of the stuff that we forgot point it out to us and drop us a line uh, you can do it at the Phantasmo email, uh, Phantasmo After Dark emails, Phantasmo AD, one word, Phantasmode, at gmail, is it dot com, gmail.com, or just throw it down as a comment on the Facebook page. It's probably the easiest thing to do. I'll see it a lot quicker because mm-hmm. it's always good to hear from people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, like the, the last podcast, we got a suggestion from Tim up in Richmond there, and we said, so, let's do that. Because yep. it was a really good idea, you know, it was something we had should have done a long, a long time, time ago. ago. So yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Well, you know, we always close with the world revolves around Planet of the Apes. How are we going to do that? We talked about a whole lot of movies. I can pick anything I want. You could, and it would be really weird because it'd be hard to relate to trailers because that the topic is trailers, and just to pick something out of one trailer. So why don't we just talk about the Planet of the Apes trailers? Well, then you can't relate it to Planet of the Apes if it's already Planet of the Apes. <laughs> okay, well, pick something and I'll, I'll just, I will play the game as normal. The game is, for anybody who's never listened to the podcast before, is many years ago, my buddy Clayton and I discovered that the world revolves around Planet of the Apes, the original Planet of the Apes film, that we can connect anything back within a few steps to Planet of the Apes. Much like the Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, but we discovered this long before the Kevin Bacon game. And... Almost every episode, we try to prove that fact by Phyllis will pick something or some somebody or something from the movie we're talking about in the podcast, and I will connect it back to Planet Apes in a few steps. So indeed. we're going to go, we're going to do, I, we're going to keep I the tradition it. alive. We are indeed. And before I do that, is there anything significant about the Apes trailers that you want to say? I really like the Go Apes thing. Yeah, they're freaking awesome. Uh, oh, before we do that, that's enough, that is something I wanted to, to mention. Yeah, yeah. The Go Apes promotion was awesome. Yeah, that, that's one thing that's distinctive. After all five movies were released in the seventies, they did a marathon of the films at some theaters mm-hmm. where, and they did a promotion, and they had a poster with a gorilla pointing his finger like Uncle Sam. It was the Go Ape promotion mm-hmm. it, to, for you to go to the theater and see all five films. Mm-hmm. You know, you were invited to Go Ape. And that was just a, a genius promotion. You know, milk yeah. a little more money out of it. But. Which wasn't a trailer, but it was neat. Now, well, I think there might have been a trailer for that. But, yeah. And if I find it, I'll post it. But there were other trailers, like double feature trailers. Mm-hmm. And then there were some trailers. Like, oh, man, I really wanted to talk about this. I'm glad you brought that up because I forgot. <laughs> 
rewind. So we're not done yet. There were these some trailers in the late 60s and mainly early 70s where they would film bits. Mm-hmm. New footage had nothing to do with the movie. Oh, yeah. We did talk but about this. But to sell yeah. the movie. Like there was that one of the guy in the straight jacket and the, the doctor's holding him. He's going, <laughs> he's freaking out. Mm-hmm. And so this man just saw whatever the movie was. Uh, oh, the, the triple bill, the orgy of the dead triple feature. And the narration goes on and then it shows little bits of the movies and it goes back to this film bit. Can you stay sane watching these movies? And there were a lot of them that did that. There was the one, you remember the one from the double feature of Blood Splattered Bride and I Dismember Mama and it had the guy standing out in front. Hey, I'm your action news reporter standing in front of the theater. There's been a disturbance reported at a theater showing Blood Splattered Bride and I Dismember Mama. It had people coming out and he'd interviewed them. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then none of them were in the movie. That right. was a separate filmed bit to sell this double feature. I love it. I love <laughs> it. It's brilliant. It's so cheesy. It's great. And there was other ones like that, too. There's one where the guy is, the, is like a cheesy, typical vampire with the widow's peak, slick back hair, the white face, and inviting you to join the Count Dracula Society. And it's selling one of the Hammer Dracula films to the American audience. And repeat the Dracula oath or something like that. And then it shows a little clip from the movie or an outtake from the movie, really. I think it's Chris Lee actually starts to smile and laugh or something. It's weird. But there was other ones like that, too. And there's another one where this creepy, pudgy guy turns around and, <laughs> and he's like this supposed to be this mad scientist with, you know, the, the light coming up on him really weird. But he looks like a just a dork. Mm-hmm. But he's I forget what the movie is. I have to look it up. But he's on a couple of those things like that. But these separate little cheesy film bits to sell the movies that's a trailer i love that stuff so much (laughs) i would definitely put some of those on the page and that's a whole nother genre of trailer that i could probably do some research on and find as in fact i think i might do that at some point find out all of those or as many as i can and that could be a whole podcast by itself (laughs) but anyway that's i'm I'm glad you brought that up because i did not want to not talk about that so back to the world revolves around Planet of the Apes. Yes. So the world revolves around Planet of the Apes. Yeah. So this is very general, but we we brought him up in the episode or in this episode. So Stanley Kubrick. Ursus, General Ursus. No. Oh. Stanley Kubrick. Stanley Kubrick. Yep. Okay. You should be able to relate him back. Yeah. Very easily, I would think. Yeah, very easily. Okay. Here, this is easy. Okay, Stanley Kubrick, Clockwork Orange. Mm-hmm. Dave Prowse was in Clockwork Orange. Mm-hmm. Dave Prowse was in Star Wars as Darth Vader. Harrison Ford is Han Solo and Darth Vader. Harrison mm-hmm. Ford was in The Frisco Kid mm-hmm. with Gene Wilder and William Smith. Mm-hmm. Bill Smith was on an episode of the Planet of the Apes TV series. Well, there you are. Planet of Human, not an ape. So, there you go. And you're done. That's Very a quick, easy. quick flashback there. And I'm sure with Kubrick, I'm sure there's a quicker way. Oh, yeah. Like there's I said, I'm just not much. a big Kubrick fan, and so I'm not familiar with you know, all of his this stuff, stuff as much, yeah. Well, well done. You have proven <laughs> once again the world does indeed revolve around Planet of the Yes, Apes. it does. So go watch all the Apes films because they're awesome. <laughs> okay. That's about all I got. How about you? I think you? that's it. We're done. All right. Well, until next time, everybody, thanks for listening. Good night. Good night. Good night.